Welcome to the Creative Studio Podcast, where we conduct experiments with podcasting. Throughout this season, we have explored how to create a narrative or journalistic style podcast. This is the 10th and final episode in this series. Today, we will hear from several of our special guests regarding resources to help you create narrative audio. We'll also hear some general tips from them that will also help you be able to go through this process, hopefully easier and quicker. So today's guests are Brian Orr, Corey Coates, Doc Kennedy, Jessica Rhodes, Jessica Abel, Dave Jackson, Eric K. Johnson, Rye Taylor, and Daniel J. Lewis. That is nine of the 11 guests have a little bit extra to share in this episode. Yeah, so, okay, a couple things. First thing is listen to really great narrative podcasts. If you're not listening to people like really all of the uh, Radiotopia podcasts are great examples of narrative. So if you think of 99% Invisible, The Memory Palace, The Illusionist, um, The Kitchen Sisters, uh, Lost and Found Sounds, you know, th- those types of podcasts are going to give you a lot of – just a lot of feel for what is good. It gives you – helps you attain good taste. When people talk about narrative like, like it's some new marketing technique – I just kind of laugh inside because you really don't, if you don't really care about story, you're just trying to use story to sell what you have to sell or to become an expert. Um, it's not going to work. You have to actually enjoy it yourself. And so that kind of comes into the passion topic. If you're not passionate about stories at all, then it's not going to, it's not going to work. So listen to good podcasts that do narrative very well. And then I would say, listen to some podcasts that specifically talk about how to do narrative. The first is How Sound, which is created by um, Transom.org, and it's hosted by Rob Rosenthal. That's the best one around, in my opinion. Uh, another great podcast is called uh, Out on the Wire. Um, that's, a, that's another good one. And I can't remember. Uh, Jessica Abel is her name. She goes through kind of step-by-step how she learned how to do audio narrative, which is pretty cool. She also has a book of the same title that is, uh, is actually – um, she's an artist, so it's, it's actually she does drawings all through it and almost like cartoons of of the topic, which is kind of fun. I did Alex Bloomberg storytelling workshop on Creative Live. That was a really good resource. Uh, another thing is for anyone who's really serious about uh, storytelling, I would suggest uh, considering going to the Third Coast Festival, which is in Chicago. Uh, yearly, they have one year they have the full festival and then the next year they have like a a smaller version of it. Um, I had a really good experience there and that's where really the world's best audio storytellers go to meet and and learn from each other. Um, As far as blogs and websites to go to, the two I would suggest strongly is transom.org. That's an amazing resource for everything audio storytelling. And then airmedia.org is a great site. It's a membership, but it's relatively inexpensive. And that's where you can really get mentored and get your questions answered. There's just a great community there. That's where I got my mentor- mentorship from Jeff Emptman of Here Be Monsters, um, who was very helpful to me. Um, that was all through airmedia.org. Yeah, the, the biggest resource I would say is just do it. And don't, which is to say, do it even if you're never planning on publishing it. So start with your family. Start with the stories that you can tell about yourself and just sit in front of a microphone and tell them and cut them up and make them as good as you can. Because it's one of these things that you can't read your way into being a good storyteller. You can't read your way into becoming a good editor. You have to do it. So 
just get started, uh, and and you'll find that once you put in, you know, uh, <laughs> a couple hundred hours doing it, that you'll be pretty doggone good. If you're going to do narrative, you can't outsource it. It's not possible. Don't try. You're going to have to learn how to do everything. And that's really unpopular advice in the solopreneur world, but I tried it, and it just was terrible. I, I wasn't developing my ear for what sounded good. I wasn't learning um, my digital audio workplace, and I, I, it just didn't work. So I would strongly suggest if you know that you want to tell good stories, then get in and learn every step of how to do it. If that's cutting your own tape. That's doing your own logging, which is you know your, your kind of mini transcriptions. Um, learn how to do all of that. Learn how to write your narrations. Learn how to narrate. Um, learn how to edit music. And it's not. It won't take you that long if you commit yourself to it, and you'll be glad that you did. There's so much out there. It's overwhelming. You you can get locked into this research phase, and we have to be really careful that we're not trying to produce something that's contrived. Uh, we have to allow something to be what it's going to be. And what I mean by that is just start with the raw interviews. I, you know, I'm a proponent of the, really the art of non-doing. Just let the interviews flow. Just start getting the content in. In the meantime, start the hunt for your music. I, I'm, again, I'm a proponent of trying to find an individual composer because he or she's going to have something that's thematic, that's going to work for the entire series as opposed to trying to kludge together a bunch of royalty-free audio that you find on the internet. Uh, it's been my experience that it's just as uh, you know, cheap or as expensive to find a very good composer and, and work something out with him or her to get their content in for you um, to use freely on that show. So that's really where I'm at with it is just get the interviews going and then start you know working with some different composers and start listening to their music and see if it's going to be a good fit. And then from there, let's see what happens because you know as Jessica and I get ready for season two, that's all we're doing, honestly, is our pre-production is let's spitball some ideas, let's get some interviews down, and uh, let's talk to a couple different composers and see if we can get some good music. And then really what we've done is we've gotten, we've gone to the hardware store and we said, this is all of the nails and all the wood and all the glue and all the paint that we've got. That's it. We're not going back to the hardware store. We have to build a house out of this somehow, some way. And that, I think, is one of the most powerful things that we need to learn how to do is there are too many resources available. There are too many tips, there's too many tricks, there's too many tutorials, there's too many YouTube videos, there's too many lessons and courses and webinars. You know what? I think sometimes it's important to say, you've got four colors and you've got two brushes and one canvas in 30 minutes, go. And you're gonna do something that's gonna be unique, powerful, interesting, and cool, or crappy and terrible, who knows? But having 50 paints and 100 brushes and 20 canvases is not going to make you better. It's going to make you worse because the reality is, is that we are not good when we have too many choices. We're way better when we're constrained and we have too few. Uh, I, I would just recommend listening to what other people are doing with as far as narratives. Uh, listen to War of the Worlds. I I definitely recommend that. Um, I mean, Orson Welles is one of the, the brightest people that we've ever had telling stories. So why not learn from one of the best? And take what you learn from these people, put your own spin on it, and, you know, have fun with it. But also understand that it's going to be a lot of work. And um, But I think you can have something special on the back end. As far as uh, resources, uh 
you know, scour YouTube. Uh, there's some, uh, there's like freesound.org. You can find some simple sound effects on there. Um, oh, can't really think of anything else that would be really pertinent to this. Just make sure that you're connecting with the right people to get the right voices for your show and uh, just make it the best that you can. Don't let the deadline dictate the quality. You know, you want to have a deadline, sure. You want to have that goal, yes. But don't let that dictate the quality. I I, uh, read an interview yesterday where the writer of of the HBO show, True Detective, True Detective season one was great. It was a huge hit. Season two, not so much. And uh, the head guy for HBO said that it was his fault because he forced the writer to write much too soon, too quick, try to tell the story in a way that he wasn't ready for. And uh, the project got rushed. And in doing so, it really um, took away from what could have been something good. Uh, You know, it didn't get good ratings at all. And and it just wasn't that good. So he said, you know, he's learned from that, uh, the head of HBO, that he's going to take the time to let people have that extra space. Yes, it would be nice. He said it would be nice to have it out a year after, but if it's going to take a little bit longer than that, then so be it because telling the story is more important than meeting this crunch time. So what's your advice on getting sponsorships for narrative podcast? No, just- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, quite honestly, Josh, I know it's funny. Um, quite honestly, it's, this goes back to really high production quality and like putting a lot of thought into the launch because we have had people reach out to us wanting to sponsor season two um, because it was a really great show and we focused all of our energy on quality interviews, a quality show, quality production. We really didn't do much around marketing. (laughs) You know, we did some graphics, we share the show on social media. And I mean, maybe that was a downfall on us to not market it as much. But I think because so much all of our energy was into the production of the show, that like it marketed itself. We had I mean, we've got, you know, listeners who share it for us because they were so enthusiastic about it. Um, Mm -hmm. So that I mean, honestly, when you focus, um, you know, all of your energy on a really, really highly produced show, you are going to attract sponsors, um, in my opinion, I I, I think you really will if you go into something. And I think the the um, mistake a lot of podcasters make is they say, I'm going to do a podcast because I want to get sponsors. And then they've got dollar signs in their eye. And they're thinking about how quickly they can get a lot of downloads. But when you really focus on a very quality show, um, you have a very clear avatar, very clear target market in mind. There's a very clear story. It is very, you know, it's undeniable what your show is, what it's about. Um, You can, you know, you can definitely, um, you know, you can definitely attract sponsors. Uh, One other thing that we did, Josh, is we knew that this is a show that everyone should listen to if they are interested in podcasting. Like hands down, if you're interested in podcasting, you want to be on podcasts, you want to know what the heck this whole podcasting world is, listening to the podcast producers is going to give you a really nice overview of all the different aspects to it. So um, in iTunes, in the in the iTunes store, there is a section called How to Podcast. And it has shows like um, Podcast Answer Man and The Audacity to Podcast. And it has podcasts about podcasting. Well, what do you think I did? 
I emailed Apple and I said, our show should be listed in that category. Um, and it took a couple of months and a couple of follow-ups, but now our podcast is listed in the how to podcast section of iTunes because we had a very clear target market, a highly produced show, and, and we went for it. You know, we asked for what we wanted, we followed up and, and we made it happen. I would recommend they use Podfly Productions to, or you, I'm sorry, we should be promoting your services here. Um, I mean, as far as resources, Corey and I did everything ourselves. Um, I booked all the guests, so interviewconnections.com books guests. Uh, so, you know, I booked all the guests. Um, Corey did all the editing and production. Um, so this was really a... Uh, I mean, obviously, this was something, you know, for our businesses, but this was also a passion project where we didn't need to use a lot of stuff outside our own skill set and our own abilities. I would highly recommend honing your um, skills on the mic, um, honing, honing, you know, honing your communication skills and, and how to speak well on the mic. The way I've honed mine is just by practice. Um, the you know, you just have to do a lot of podcasting and do a lot of interviews and listen to yourself after the fact to hear how you sound and to improve. I would listen, I would recommend listening to a couple podcasts um, to learn, you know, to learn from the best. So in my opinion, Terry Gross of Fresh Air is one of the best interviews of all time. I learn a lot from her interview style. Um, I also think Mark Marin, host of WTF, is a really great interviewer. So those are two shows that I would recommend listening to as a way to learn um, how to be a better host and a better interviewer. Um I would be remiss if I didn't recommend checking out. I have a web TV show where I give tips for podcasters. Um, Interviewconnections.tv. I do weekly shows, um, weekly videos with you know quick tips for podcasters and guest experts. Um, so yeah, so listen and just doing a lot of practice. Um, honestly, I started podcasting in October 2014, and you know was pretty stiff on the mic for several months. It takes a lot of practice, but um, um, I would, you know, just stick with it and just keep listening and learning. Listen to yourself and listen to really good shows. Maybe Terry Gross and, and Mark Maron aren't your your cup of tea, um, but look for some really high quality podcasts and just listen as a way to learn how they do it. Well, for I mean, for people who are who wanting who wanting to make narrative audio. I think there's no better um, resource for them other than, of course, my own book and podcast. There's no better um, resource for them than transom.org. That is just a, it's just a wealth of um, information, both technical and, um, and strategic and, and every other kind of information for um, narrative audio makers. It's really the best. Just start making it. Just go, you know, start making audio. Um, I just interviewed Rob Rosenthal the other day, and um, his words of wisdom were uh, that he wants everybody in the world to put on a pair of headphones, you know, grab a mic, point it forward, and stick it at anything that you're really interested in and start making audio, which I think is a, a great piece of advice. I mean, it's, um, it's all about practice and doing it over and over again. You know, Ira Glass talks about the gap. Um, between our taste and 
what we're capable of when we start, that we can see what's great, but we can't make what's great. And it can be really hard and really depressing to see how far we are. But the only way to get to the other side of that gap is to do it over and over and over again. You know, which is why I made what I made, you know, it's why I made my book out on the wire. It's why I made the podcast and it's why I made the working group so that people can have a place where they can, um, work with other people to, um, to make, to make audio, you know, to, to, and not just audio, you know, other kinds of narrative too. The same thing goes, if you're going to be a writer, same things goes, if you're going to, if you want to be a cartoonist, whatever, like you have to practice your craft. There's a great book by Nancy Duarte. And if you have an iPad, buy it in the Apple store, it's called resonate and it's uh, present visual stories that transform audiences. And what she did is she went through and she analyzed some of the top speeches in history, like um, President Reagan after the Challenger disaster and, you know, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. And she went through and kind of looked at like, why is this a good speech? How did this, what was the flow here? And what were the strategies and what were they trying to communicate? And in the actual, uh, I guess, Apple book or whatever they call them on a on an iPad, you actually see the speeches and it's a little more interactive. It's a really cool book. And so that to me was one that really, that's where I first heard about the hero's journey. And once you hear that and you realize that almost everything you've ever watched is the hero's journey, there's just movie after movie. You're just like, yep, that's it. And then there was the guide and they found it and you had to figure out if they were going to, yep, that's it. Every movie's pretty much that. Uh, and so that that's one that I really, really like resonate um, would be a, a good one. And just, um, that's probably the one that sticks out. I've, I, I'm with you. I'm kind of starting now to get into storytelling and, uh, kind of reverse engineering when I hear a good story. And, you know, when I listen to something like serial and I see how they use music or uh radio lab is another really awesome podcast. And a lot of their stuff is they use a lot of just what I call noise, like they'll have this this weird underneath the, somebody talking that does nothing, but it just sets a weird ominous tone. So things they do like that sometimes that uh, I'm like, that was kind of weird. So I'm, I'm listening to it and I'm enjoying the story, but I'll actually go back later in some cases, go back and listen and go, okay, now let's, let's look at this from a ta- technical aspect and what do they do and how did they transition from story to story? And because it's always interesting with them because they stop in the middle for a commercial break. Um, so that would be another transition. We'll be right back after this. Uh, but um, resonate was the one that that in terms of books that I've found because I've I've read a number of of books on storytelling and none of them. It, it's weird. You would think they would be able to tell the story of storytelling, but uh, none have really you know come out and was like, oh man, I got to tell my friends about this one. Nothing's really come out and bit me that way. But resonate was a pretty cool book. Yeah, like I say, if you got an iPad. I forget. I don't know what they call them. I, I know on Amazon, it's you know, it's it's the book, but I, I don't know what the the store is for Apple to. Uh, and what do they call them? iBooks. I think that's it. I think about. It. I think it's an iBook. That's pretty sweet. It actually, it actually, it actually has quizzes as well. It's like at the end of the chapter, they ask you quizzes. I'm like, wow. I guess you want to make sure I really understood this. So I don't have any podcasting resources or broadcasting resources. My thought would be if you want to create great narrative podcasts, you need to look into great storytelling and movie making. How movies are created from idea to plot concept to storyboards 
to actually shooting the film and how they piece that all together. That that is going to probably tell you more about how to create a fantastic narrative uh, podcast than any any sort of information about podcasting will. You need to find out how to tell great stories. Once you can tell a great story, then just putting the pieces of interviews together to help create that great story will be uh, will just be following the steps. But figure out how to tell great stories and and how movie makers create that using film. You can do the same using audio, especially if you if you go back and research a lot of the old um serial broadcasts that were created not the podcast serial i'm talking back in the in the early days of radio when they used uh serials like um the green hornet or dick tracy those stories that were told on the radio and how they did that you can, if you can find those sorts of stories and how they created those through audio that will probably help you create great um narrative podcasts Yeah, one thing that I would definitely advise is people start looking beyond the scope of the medium that they're actually trying to uh, create. So, for example, uh, podcasting, you want to look beyond podcasting if you want to create a narrative podcast. Uh, look up a book called Save the Cat, for example. It's about building out a story structure. Uh, there's also opportunities for you to look at screenwriting. There's several amazing books on screenwriting that will help you. So you take these screenwriting books and then apply it to the podcast world. People need to make sure that if they're going to create a wonderful and engaging narrative for a podcast, that they're not just looking for other people in podcasting, but they're looking outside of that circle because you're going to find some amazing information beyond the scope of what's available right now in podcasting, like screenwriting books. Now, there's one that uh, the power of storytelling, Alex uh, Bloomberg is his name. He is uh, uh, was NPR. He's uh, done some amazing podcasts. He has Gimlet Media now. The power of storytelling is a wonderful resource on creativelive.com. And that's a great place to start as far as actually uh, building and, and understanding interviews and how they can be magnetic. So that's one place that I would definitely check out. But there's so many resources that we uh, that I would love to share. But ultimately, what you got to do is you've got to make sure to look outside the bubble that you're trying to change. So if you're trying to change the world through narrative podcasting, look outside the podcasting bubble. Look at those other resources like script, you know, script, uh, uh, script writing books and, and uh, specifically blogging books and uh, story structure books and all those type of things. You want to make sure that you're looking beyond the circle that you're trying to influence. You really need to learn how to tell a good story. So don't think only narrative podcasting resources. Think storytelling resources. That could be learning about giving a good presentation from a group like Toastmasters, or maybe there's a course at your local library or something. It could be a book or a video series on telling or writing great stories. That's what you need to learn. The medium itself doesn't matter. It's the skill behind the medium. It's like, I'm, I'm not a good artist as far as drawing pictures or uh, painting or anything like that. So it really doesn't matter what tool I use. 
because I'm just not a good artist to begin with. The tool doesn't make me a good artist. But if I wanted to learn how to um, make clip art much better, then I should learn how to draw, how to create art. And it doesn't matter whether it's drawing or painting, but it's learning those principles. So look at narrative lessons you can learn from great storytellers. Look for those resources to learn how to tell a story, how to craft these things together, and don't only look at audio storytelling. The other resource I would recommend is the podcasts out there that do it well. Serial is heralded as the big, most popular storytelling podcast, but there are plenty of other narrative journalistic podcasts out there. There's Startup, there's uh, Reply All, pretty much everything from Gimlet Media or This American Life or NPR spinoffs are taking that narrative uh, journalistic storytelling approach to sharing their content. So listen to that and break it down. Try and evaluate what are they doing there? What are they using to make their transitions? How are they coming up with hooks? What's the flow that they're following? And don't try to imitate them because it can be very difficult and sometimes end very badly if you're trying to imitate someone else. But look for what can you learn that then you can put your own style on and learn from other great artists. Almost no great artist out there of any field, music, uh, art, painting, design, architecture, anything like that. Almost no artist is inherently good all by themselves without being inspired by someone else. They'll see something else and that inspires them. They'll see something else and they learn a new principle or a new approach or a new method of breaking outside of their norms. They're challenged by other things that they see. So listen to other stuff and don't be only entertained by it. You can go through once and be entertained, then go back through and deconstruct it and figure out how are they doing that? What is it I like about this thing they did? And then experiment with that on your own. As we wrap up this episode in series, I want to invite you to get a free gift. I have put a detailed PDF together with everything mentioned in this episode. To get this, you don't even have to enter your email address. Just go to creativestudio.academy slash 410 and you can be able to click the link to download the PDF right away. I know that this episode and corresponding PDF doesn't cover everything that we've covered in this series. But if you'd be interested in getting something with all of this, either in written form or video or maybe audio all just put together, please let me know. So I really want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If this series has helped you, I really want to hear from you. You can go to the contact page on creativestudio.academy or you can send me an email directly to joshua at podcastguy.co. So once again, I want to thank all of our guests in this series. Again, today you heard from Brian Orr, Corey Coates, Doc Kennedy, Jessica Rhodes, Jessica Abel, Dave Jackson, Eric K. Johnson, Rye Taylor, and Daniel J. Lewis. But we also heard from Elsie Escobar and Jeff Woods throughout the season. 
They all took the time to share these great tips, resources, and perspectives to help us gain better insight into creating a narrative podcast. Now, as we wrap up season four, I'm working on some things for season five. The tagline for this podcast is podcasting experiments. So I want to follow that vein and interview podcasters that are creating podcasts that are different from the quote standard podcasts. And so maybe it's the format that they use, or maybe it's a combination of formats that they use, or maybe it's how they record the podcast, or maybe it's the way they combine niches to complete, to create a new niche. Now, I'm going to be on the lookout for such podcasters myself, but I'm open to suggestions as well. If you or someone you know is creating a podcast that you think is a little different from the rest, or maybe very different from the rest, please let me know. I know that I'm throwing in several calls to action here, but they're all on the website. You can just go to creativestudio.academy slash 410, and you can be able to get the show notes to this, as well as access to all of the calls, the action that are mentioned here. And so this is Joshua Rivers wrapping up season four of the Creative Studio Podcast. The Creative Studio Podcast is a production of Podcast Guy Media, LLC. If you're looking for help in the editing, show notes, or other... If you're looking for help with the editing, show notes, or other aspects of the post-production of your podcast, check out podcastguymedia.com slash CS to schedule a short, free consultation.